and welcome to the Arsgog Foundation's Ask About Arsgog podcast series. The Arsgog Foundation is the world's only patient and parent-led organisation for the excellent rare genetic condition Arsgog syndrome. We support patients and their families across 34 countries and counting. Our Ask About Arsgog campaign seeks to raise awareness around the importance of early diagnosis for children and raise funds towards vital research critical to their future development, health and education. Today, I'm really pleased to be speaking with Jimmy. Jimmy, please introduce yourself. Good day, everybody. Uh, my name is Jimmy. I live in Belgium. I'm 27 years old and I'm ready to start a podcast today and to, um, to help everyone and just um, talk about myself. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jimmy, for taking a bit of time out of your day to speak with us. So to start things off, Jimmy, can you tell me when did you receive um, the formal diagnosis that you had Arsgog syndrome? Um, as my mother told me uh, when I was born, they took me out of the room because um, I'm one of a, twi a twin, so I have a twin sister. Um, so they took me out of the room when I was born and they just uh, took some pictures because they saw some differences. Um, but after that, uh, after a couple of years, they just diagnosed me with uh, Arshkog. So, um, yeah. Okay. And was the, the couple of years later, um, did they diagnose you or uh, from speaking with your mother, did you find out, was that diagnosis through like things like genetic testing or did it come through a particular doctor who, who saw you and, and thought, yes, this could be Arsgog syndrome? It's a combination of both. Um, because I was born in, in the small city um, and they sent also pictures to the bigger um, hospitals, also the children's hospital. And um, they saw, uh, yeah, they just diagnosed it and they found out. It was um, Ashcock, also on the, on the pictures and uh, yeah, things uh, on my spine. So um, how it was like that. Okay. And um, what was it like growing up with Arsgog syndrome? Well, as a kid, you don't know so much um, what's happening around you. Of course, in your age, you just grow, um, you grow up. Uh, my mother raised me um, as an average child, like we say, um, like we normally do. Of course, because of my twin sister, she, yeah, she, um, she, yeah, it's just average education and playing, friends, everything was just uh, like normal and was no speaking of um, problems or, or what I had or what I have. Uh, yeah, of course what I have. Um, so I was really not busy with it um, for a long time actually. Uh, of course, school is, is um, different, also difficult on some uh, some point. Um, I got one story. Uh, there was a teacher. I was together with my sister in the same school. And we always passed the classes. And didn't have so much trouble with, with learning or stuff. Just average, like doing homework, playing with, with other friends. And yeah. Luckily, I was not so much problem uh, at that time. Um, to get back to the story, it was yeah my, my growth of course was slowing. That was not going uh, equally to other child children from my age. And the teacher said, yeah, he's too small to 
to go to the next class. And so there was a thing, my mother was really angry because my grades were good and she drove off to school and she had a good conversation with the teacher and I just could go on. So <laughs> it was really, uh, that's kind of, that kind of things are like, mm, you know, what's, what's the age of the, the institute person um, different to the to school if your grades are good. That was, uh, of course, a thing. Um, so yeah, with my school, um, so the primary school and secondary school were quite good, just friends, good grades, no trouble. But yeah, you go, you go, you get older, and you have to go to yeah, when you reach 13, 18, of thirteen and fourteen, um, it gets harder. Yeah, you 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 feel your body uh, turning if it's strange changing and then other thoughts and you see your age um friends you see them doing other things and like okay it's really slowly involved to the point where you get from okay there's something different than uh in others so was it at that point when when you were sort of 13 14 is that when you really sort of saw differences between your, yourself and, and other boys your your age Pr- prior yes. to that was it kind of you just felt like like every other child in your school of course I was smaller so it was like oh yeah it's a part of me maybe I forget to mention that my mother we talked about it at that time before that so uh, one time I did my story to her to her class just to tell about it but I didn't know anything about our school was like uh, solving problem with my grow, growing and stuff, you know, so there was nothing to, she didn't want to talk about it, like, which is not comfortable for me at the time also, just like, I want to be an average, a normal child, and I didn't want to know anything about it, and sometimes I think, yes, I would have done it otherwise, or would like to did it, uh, know it earlier, but yeah, you know, you don't know how, it, how life goes. And um, so, uh, of course, school, um, yeah, you just know there's something different. Like my sister was, we were together at school and also my grades were good and then friends and some issues, but you still, you know, something is, is different. And uh, at the time, some around that age, maybe earlier, also we went to the hospital and then we, we talked it through, so everything. From our school, what's uh, what's it and, and, and family related and uh, the the things it could cost and um, every patient is different, that kind of stuff. So it was informed, but also I did like this. I don't want to know anything about it because I'm a puber and I want to. I'm growing and I don't want to know anything. I just want to be a normal guy. <laughs> It can be quite hard as a child yeah. to to take all that information in, and I I know you're certainly not the first Jimmy who's who's as they've got older actually understood that there there's lots to to still learn and process about our school. So I I don't think you were the first child to to not want to hear it. Yeah. So then um, that school finished, so I went to go to to like job related school, like um, studying, and I didn't know what to do. I was really also a problem at home, the, the home situation. The focus was not on me, um, but uh, on other personal uh, family members. So the, also the tension was not too, too, 
other things were important than me. That was also the feeling I had. So I chose a school because one of my friends went there and yeah, I did hotel school. So I was like, can I do this? Yes, I can. Because I was raised like that, you can. If you just go on and you go and you want it, you go, you can make it. Uh, also, it was not easy to, to get there and to finish that school, like internships and then because of my your body is like, yeah, you don't know actually what you can, what you can manage, what you can accomplish. You have to, you have to know it for yourself. And it's also well good to explore, um, exploring and then other jobs to find myself comfortable and then, yeah, to get focus on myself. I find a job, internship, so actually okay. But it was always something, uh, you know, it's always in your head, you know, why it's so difficult to find a job? Why it's so difficult to to have friends around you? To because um, when I was younger, it was easier than when I got older and older. I don't know why. Because maybe I changed my body changed. Uh, I don't know. The people are starting to um, yeah rejecting me on jobs um, on the streets and looking at me. That kind of stuff. It's really uh, and then you get older, older, and, and mentally. It's, it's too much at some point and yeah, you have to, you cannot do it anymore yourself to throw the bucket out and start again. You have to tell someone and to, yeah, to search for help. Well, it sounds yep. like you, you did the right thing there, Jimmy, by by searching for, for help because it can be so difficult when you're being rejected for jobs and, and, and having a tough time. Yeah, but you just, your head's spinning around what's wrong with me and if you know what's wrong it's what's wrong what's what's happening to you and um it's feel you feel separated from the society it's really hard to to feel that and a lot of other people I know I know in the family and foundation I know they feel the same it's really not easy but there's help so if you just uh yeah know there's people to help you so I, I go to myself to psychologist and it helps. So, yeah, that's good. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. glad as uh, as well as that help you you as you say you found um, help within the foundation from from speaking with other um, people who have Arscog and other families as well. So there's always that support network too for you. Yes, I'm really glad um, because I'm st- I started research again because through Corona I had some more time. And because my body was also starting to not getting better. So I was really worried also. And I went to the um, hospital and I'm still running with the researchers. Um, of course, it also keeps you in mind uh, what's, what you're dealing with and um, what you can do about it. Because some things are you cannot change or it's hard to, 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 get, um, to get, yeah, the questions answered. And what have been some of the, the biggest challenges you've, you've faced, Jimmy, in regards to treatments and, and medical advice? Have, have you come across obstacles in getting the right advice and help? Yes, I thought, um, because I thought Belgian healthcare is better than the Dutch one. Because, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm from origin Dutch. So I went to the hospital here. Yeah, the first thing you have to go to the doctor to get through through. Yeah, even your house doctor doesn't know what Ashka means or what it is. Okay, that's okay. Like, it's okay. She doesn't know it. Maybe it's okay. 
did you get in hospital and, and even if you have appointments uh, and doctors um, don't know it or uh, they don't make time to know your file or to have extra research, it's really frustrating. That's why I don't like to go to hospitals and to appointments because, oh yeah, what can I do for you? It's like, first question. First of all, read my file. It's if you have people you, you can help, you have to read first. I think it's my opinion. And uh, all the, the, the appointments I went through, it's they don't know. They didn't know anything about it. And I had to, I had to make self the connections to all the uh, departments to come together and to discuss my file. Because I didn't want to treat like, sorry to say, like a normal person because I knew I needed special treatment. It was important uh, for my heart lungs and, and for the future. That's it, actually. Yeah, you're right there, Jimmy, that a lot of RSCOG patients find um, that they come across a, a huge obstacle when it comes to the <clears throat> medical side because people just simply don't don't know what it is. Um, and, and you're a prime example there of you saying having to sort of connect the dots for each department that, that you were working with. Indeed. Um, and yeah, then is the part is funny because normally you don't want to be special, treating special, but in hospital, you want to. And if you don't get that to that point, it's really frustrating. And, and it's meant I did too much research actually for myself. I mentally was really helped off. So mm -hmm. if I got two appointments normally, they put it together some, uh, sometimes. But after that, I'm so tired and, and like I wanted to go out of the hospital, like I couldn't breathe or because you just, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's, like, it's just a, very, it's a, tough, a tough experience. Yeah, I didn't know it was so hard. I, I knew it. I was waiting, waiting because, yeah, of course, to start everything over and go there, go to this department, that one, that one. It's good because I did a checkup and it was good for me because I know, I know things now I didn't do before, like my energy level and um, it's it's also self care to know what you can do, what you can can do. Self acceptance is really important. It's an important. So I wish everybody could reach that point. It's really important to go on. And what do you hope for in the, the, the future, Jimmy, for, for kids that are yet to be diagnosed with RSCOG? What's your hope for them? I just hope, um, like I said, I was really frustrated on doctors, professors. Um, um, they don't know anything about it. That awareness is really going up. And um, if there's... Um, no, is there, it's already, you can already know quickly if a child is diagnosed with Roscoq, also already in the, in the mother, see on the belly, <laughs> to say, <laughs> unborn child, um, that they already starting to following up from that point. Also for the mother, also for the parent, for the, for both the parents, for the child, of course, and when it's born, even more, or when it's requested, of course, um, also for the years, every year, because I feel, I feel I missed it that because I hold it off. Mm -hmm. And also discussion with my mother, but I also yeah, knew it was better to start already to examine the body and how it's evolving in the years. Because a lot of improvements can be done already on, on young age and make it 
less less worse, let's, let's say different, that's to improve the health of the patient. And um, just to add, um, also for the mind, and when a child gets older and older, support, mentally support, and physically support, <laughs> both. And just to end, Jimmy, is there anything that you would tell your younger self? If you could go back in time and talk to a younger Jimmy, what, what would you tell him? Um, yeah, it's, I write it down. Um, let me check it up. That's good that you, you've first, written it down. You can always go back to it and keep telling yourself. <laughs> yes, it's true. But there's um, the, the, you said, um, special uh, language or it's like special... It's it's um, no special language. Sorry for my. Um... <laughs> That's okay. Look to it, uh, the word the sentence is "look toward America." It's Latin, and it, it means struggle and I come up. So it's yeah, ik worstel en kom boven in Dutch, and it means I struggle and I climb up, or I I come up, uh, both fight the water. I, I I manage. I will manage every time. That's the word, and uh, I will tell myself really early, let's go back to the question. Uh, don't look into darkness, but into the lights. So yeah, it's just um, take care of yourself and make your own choices. That's the thing, because sometimes I didn't do it. I was always caring for someone, for others, and I forgot, forgot myself, I think. I wanted to start it earlier and had to be myself. Well, I think that's a really good note to, to end on, Jimmy, that you do need to have a bit of self-care um, and everyone needs to always sometimes think of them, themselves. It's always lovely to, you know, be kind and generous and think of others, but um, we all have to care for, for ourselves in the end. So that's a, a really good one to, to end on. And thank you so much, Jimmy, for, for your time today and being part of the um, podcast series. You're welcome. I uh, thank you for the time also and uh, to the board. And uh, that was uh, nice to do. Thank you, Thank you Jimmy. Much.